Welcome to the Rick Roberts School of Laughs podcast, where we aim to make you bigger, better, and more bookable. From the aspiring comedian to the part-time pro, this is the podcast for you. We'll talk all things comedy from the page to the stage, and now it's showtime. Hey everybody, welcome back to the School of Last Podcast. Rick Roberts here along with producer Gavin. How's it Hello. going, Gavin? Hey. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to talk in a few minutes about three lies that can kind of throw you off when you first start doing comedy. Three things that I believed in the past, but once I got on the other side of it, realized they were just myths that I bought into and it was holding me down. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but I wanted to see how you're doing there, Gavin. Been out doing a oh. few open mics now? <laughs> oh my lord. I'm. I've just been... My brain has been going 90 miles an hour, like coming up with ideas and every single thing, uh, you know, I'm thinking, could that work? Could this work? Yeah. I mean, it's just like I have a list of ideas that's a mile long, you know, of things I'm working on. I'll have to get some of those to you to see if they're funny or not. But well, uh, the crowd will know more <laughs> yeah. than I will. That's cool. So it's, it's good that you're out there. And if, for those of yeah. you just tuning into this episode, maybe, and haven't listen to the previous uh, i've been at this over 23 years and have made a, a full-time career out of this for 22 of the 23 so i've yeah. been at it for a long time gavin is just now getting I'm his foot in the water testing it out, like a baby yeah so let, I mean, a few months ago took the first comedy class yeah uh, that i taught here in nashville and so you're going to see both angles of this anytime i get off track thinking you might know something that, that some a 23 year old comic a 23 years of experience comic might know Gavin yeah. will go hey 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 for sure what are you even talking about buddy yeah and so I think I won't know I'll, I'll have glazed over and I won't know what's going on <laughs> and I can tell he's that's the second glaze yeah. he's always glazed over <laughs> he always looks a little clueless but when it gets really clueless that's when I stop yeah. and say what do I need to clarify so yeah. Uh, so a little bit of both angles here, and certainly your questions. We're starting to get those now, and it's really fun. School of Last at gmail.com. Make sure you send in a question. It can be about something we've never talked about, or if you want us to go a little deeper into something we have talked about. Yeah, please send some questions in. Yeah, this podcast is all about helping the aspiring comic or speaker get funnier, faster, and be bigger, better, and more bookable than ever before, just like yeah. you heard in the intro, and we really mean that. So it's your podcast. Take it where you want to go. Today, we're going to talk about three lies. And I say lies. At first, you're like, hey, that's true. And I used to think they were true. But they really, really weren't when I got to this side of things. So the first lie that I think a lot of comics buy into, and this is at all stages of the game, when you're first starting like Gavin, or even when you finally got some heat and some credibility, you still think one single event can make your entire career. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought the first time I went up to a mic that if I had done poorly I would be run out of the room, run out of the business. They would send some, you know, comic president to tell me, you know, you had failed. Don't bother coming back. Leave the funny country. Or I thought if I had done well, you know, the guys might ask me to write something. It may be for a, you know, a TV show, maybe a movie, and then I'll just go on and I'll be making hundreds of thousands of dollars right. and I'll just be king of comedy and right. I'll have people you know, begging at my front door to have me work with them, but, but ne- not neither was true. Not true. And neither in fact, true. it's it's funny when I yeah. do the live performance graduation show at Zany's. Uh, 
comics that are on the show, which really, I should say students, because they're still learning how to, to do this, but it's their first three-minute shot. Yeah. They're wondering if somebody from Zanies is taking a look at them to book them for work. And oh, it, for sure. You totally think that person is in the back. I mean, when I did the show, I was thinking, I was like, wonder who's in the back. Wonder who's in the back. I should have been focusing on the actual audience yeah, sitting in front, front of row. me. Who's sitting there. I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe there's somebody in the back. They're going to ask me to do a show. Yeah, they were in the back. They were so far in the back, they were getting ice they and bringing it to the bartenders. Yeah. They weren't watching the show at all. Counting money. Yeah, they just wanted to make sure everybody paid their tab at the end. So yeah. one little break. Now, you did need to make lots and lots of baby steps and right. lots and lots of little victories on your way. But what people are really looking for is to see if you're consistent, if you're growing, and if you're trying to write new material. When when managers or booking agents, club owners, see that you're making those steps, then they start to take notice. But they're not going to notice the new kid that just popped in there one night. So, wait, hold on. Okay, so... Y- you just said, uh, I think, a lot of things that we need to focus right. on. The, you said they need to be uh, something and then consistent. You need to show up. You need to be consistent. So the Pro- first one about is sort of about like professionalism, like show up on time, be there early. All uh, that stuff. All those things. Yeah. Get that stuff, just normal job you, job stuff out of the way. Right. The And then consistent. So better to be sort of moderately funny but consistent to the club owner well i think or my personal advice would be is if you're going to schedule to do some time at an open mic at a comedy club uh-huh. that's where you take the material you've already worked out at the open mic at the bar or the coffee right. house or wherever that's polished and show that to the club owner right um over time you might start working in some brand new stuff there but i would take your greatest hits of the past month and use those yeah every five because then the club owner the club. the club owner knows I know for a fact when Gavin comes here, he can do this particular thing that I need him to do. He can do the middle spot for sure. I can't do the middle spot yet. About but. six years from now. Maybe <laughs> yeah. six years. Yeah. That's if a lot of people pass away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm way down on that list. But but uh, but that's so that's what you're talking about. Just just knowing the the club owner knowing that he can perf- I could me or somebody else perform at that level consistently every single time and just be able to do it no problem yeah and what i also mean by consistent too is they want to know what they can expect from you so when they put the lineup together they put you in the correct spot in the lineup something that no beginning comic thinks about is that somebody has to orchestrate the flow of the evening and they want to know okay if gavin's always solid he always ends on time he, he right. always does a good job well that's I don't somebody yet. i don't do that right <laughs> but that would be somebody you could put in the first two or three comics to kind of jump right. start that section yeah if a brand new person comes in the room you know what are they, they have nothing to base their opinion sure, on. sure sure so uh, a club owner or even just the person running the show who might be a more experienced right. comic in town wants to see that you're consistently trying and you're just not some nights you go up there and you totally wing it some right. nights you don't they want to know what to expect from yeah. you and that doesn't say that i'm not saying comedy can't be unpredictable and you can't be spontaneous uh, spontaneous <laughs> well how did but, i turn that into yeah, a seven syllable word <laughs> um all those things will happen but you need to be prepared be professional be consistent and and show them that you're writing new material yeah you can be f- the same funny for the same three minutes for 20 years and right. that's not going to help you at all yeah so don't think that every time you've got to go in there, you got to do your A material and blow the you know blow yeah. the roof off the place. If you only have three minutes, you have nowhere to go if they ask you to go. Right. Can yeah. you MC? No, I can't. I've only got three minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the old days, when comics got on the Carson, Johnny Carson show, uh-huh. there was twelve million plus people watching, and that <laughs> could change your career. But yeah. you know what? They had a hundred and fifty, two hundred other things that happened before they got to the Tonight Show. Right. So it was a long road to get there, and that's what you need to focus on now is just your next step. 
what is my next step to get to my eventual goal? Right. And See, I feel like that, like, sometimes when I hear back to some of the material, like, when the, the older comedians and stuff are saying, you know, when, like, the sort of deification of Johnny Carson, you know, he would bring me, them over to the sofa, and that was like the, you know, then there was like the, maybe the okay sign or the thumbs up or mm-hmm. something like that that he would give them. That was kind of another level. There was some different levels of, like, him saying, you are good, and now you are good for everyone. Like, right. you know, and th- but nowadays, I don't know if that's... Is that true? No, like, <laughs> because I mean, I just pulled up some numbers the other that's day. That's the lie. That's I guess that's it. Is the lie that? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And, you know, I think um, Jimmy Fallon's been doing a great job with the Tonight Show since he's right. taken it over. And his first week, he did pretty good. His first week, he had an average of ten point four two million people. Yeah. View that first episode with uh, Will Smith and Justin Timberlake and Michelle Obama, and now the average is about three point nine million. Wow. And uh, quite a bit less than the Carson. Yeah, seventy five percent less. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then if you look at the other guys that are on late night, Letterman's pulling in about two point six, and Kimmel really close to catching up to Letterman here. Yeah. And then the late late show, Seth Meyers is in there, of course, and he's he's pulling in about one point six. Right. And yeah. Craig Ferguson one point three. So even if you did your best set on there, right, you've got one point three sleepy headed people watching you. Watching. It's not, you know, having that clip to put on your website might be a little helpful, but it's probably not going to change your tax bracket. Right. Yeah. Right. Or even create a tax <laughs> yeah. bracket. Let's be honest. I, mean, I know some folks out there, what's a tax bracket? Yeah. Well, you'll get there eventually. So, uh, so one thing can't make your career, but here's the thing one really, really bad slip up, if you're known, can right. derail your career. Yeah. The beauty of being a beginner is nobody knows you. So you're, your mistake's not going to go viral, probably. Right. Yeah. Because nobody has an interest oh, God, in somebody I they've hope, never heard of. I hope not. Right. Or we we could make it viral. Yeah. No, we, we don't can. need to publish anything. Thank you. <laughs> but when when you're at a, a high level, you know, think about what happened to Michael Richards when he went off oh out in gosh. L.A. Yeah. You know, he had a chance at maybe spinning off a of Seinfeld and doing something, but that really set him back several years, and I think he's still trying to catch up to that, right? Yeah. Uh, how how do you do? You know. Exactly. Oh. Somebody's always going to have a cell phone on. Yeah. You know, don't let that intimidate you, but make that motivates you to do a great job as best you can every single time. Yeah. You know, Tracy Morgan came through Nashville and made an offhanded remark. Yep. And about, I, I don't even want to yeah. quote what he says. I'll misquote it. Yeah. But basically, people took offense and thought he was making fun of, of homosexuals. Sure. And forced him to come back and apologize. Yeah. Now, had he written a set out and, and practiced his material, he wouldn't even... Might have pulled back from that a little. Or he would have had a joke for them for groaning at what he said for right. thinking that he would actually do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Paula Dean, of course, oh. your your past will haunt you. Yeah. But these are all people that people knew already. Yeah. When you're at Joe's Crab Shack and you're in the loft on a Saturday night at ten o'clock, and yeah. the only person watching you is a sound guy, it's not going to derail your career. Yeah. So don't put so much pressure on each performance to make or break your career, but always appear and 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 do your best. Yeah. And maybe that'll lead to the next thing. Right. Something as small, and I got an email from a former student uh, this past week, uh, instant message actually. She said I was at this open mic night. I'd watch six or seven people go up, and I thought, man, they could really use Rick's class because they're really sure. rambling, rambling. And then she got nervous. It was a, she was course. the only female on the bill. Yeah. And she said, you know what? I got up there, and I nailed it and killed it, and somebody <sighs> in the audience asked me to open for them at a fundraiser coming up. So yeah. she was focused, did her job, yep. and something good came out of it. Yeah. That's how you turn one night into two nights. Right. And that will happen if you're focused. That's so that's great. one one lie you guys got to get out of your head is that one big break is going to make your make or break you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another one, and this sounds <laughs> counterintuitive. If I work hard, I'm going to succeed. Right. 
that's usually not what you i mean that's what you always think is like the harder i work the harder i work well gavin it's a lie That should be the, the bare minimum thing you do every day is work hard. Is work hard. That should be the bottom. That's, you wake up, that's ingrained in you. That's that's natural. Yeah. The next thing you do is try to be excellent. Right. All right? And work smart. Yeah. It's, and you've heard it before. It's not how hard, but how smart. And it's really true with comedy. You can pick the wrong things to focus on. You can spend three hours trying to write a joke that you can't even do on TV. Right. Why'd you spend three hours on that? Doing it, yeah. So there's a lot of things to think about. So I'm an acronym guy. Yeah. Let's take the word smart and break it down. Yeah. All right. So the S in smart for this is going to be struggle. Okay. And I'll just ask you, Gavin. What, what does that mean? When you go to an open mic now, I mean, as a beginner, you have probably different things you struggle with. But once, what's one thing that you know you need to work on and get better at? Oh. Is it putting the list together, timing it out? Yeah. Timing is incredibly hard for me because my, my brain wants to do uh, sort of the Moby Dick of comedy. You know, I, I want to – my heroes were sort of the – you know the bill hickses and those guys who had like long form comedy and all of a sudden i'm like oh my lord in three minutes i cannot get on why the government's bad like i gotta or religion Mm -hmm. or something like that i gotta stick within this time that's it's been super hard for me to write different styles of jokes and things that that work within that time you know and that and and nerves being able to even if i have a good three minutes getting over the nerves and and being able to think on stage right it, it's getting better <laughs> well it, it takes a long time i mean that stuff that yeah. can take years sometimes yeah. well and and i need to figure out a way to define this but a comedy year can be very different for a lot of different people um for example the, the girl that i talked about that emailed me yeah said she got this her goal this year was just to get on stage six times okay um so for some people that's a week yeah that's a week you know yeah. two, two nights here two nights there um, so it's going to be different for everybody. And honestly, it's going to be very tough to get a lot of traction if you're only doing six shows a year. Right. I yeah. mean, I don't know how you do it. It's like comedy is like rolling a big snowball. Like yeah. You're building a snowman, right? You can't roll a little bit on Saturday and then wait three months to go back out there and, and try to roll the next part of it. Right. There has to be constant pressure and constant Momentum, rotation of material yeah. and constant moving forward. Yeah. Just like you're building this big snowball. So. Uh, it doesn't mean it can't work. It's just it's very tricky to pull for yourself off. and for others, so mm-hmm. that others like the comedy, you know, uh, the owners and the, the club owners, managers and stuff, so that they know you're you're on track, you're working, you're going, you're looking for right. opportunities, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So identify that struggle for me right now. I mean, at every stage of the game, there's struggles. Mine is just trying to find. Um, somebody to do all the busy work for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, no, my, mine right now. Be. You're, you're traveling a lot. You're, you know, you're moving and going. It's like, pretty crazy. I guess mine would be to find more time to digest the show after the show, and I need to take better notes after my performances uh-huh. and go. Okay, you know that joke is it needs a little work now. Yeah. I've had it for a while. Uh, typically, I've got to hop back in the car and drive or catch a flight the next yeah. morning early or whatever. So I haven't committed enough time to that. So that's one thing I'm going to work on here sure. this year. You know. So, but if I don't identify those things, yeah, you should take my class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should flip. So that's the S in smart. What's your struggle? Yeah, identify and fix it. Uh, M. What's your motivation? Yeah, and this is a question that, for me, my motivation has has changed over the years. You know, yeah. when I first started, I wanted to not work for anyone else. That was my number one motivation. Right, be okay. my own person and be in charge of my destiny best right. that I could. And so once I reached that goal, the next one was, you know, different levels of comedy. Move up from being an opener to middle, middle to headliner. Uh-huh. And then over the course of the next seven or eight years after that, I want to be able to sustain a family on what I 
earn. Right. Yeah. I want to be able to get married and not, you know, have to live in her house or yeah. her apartment and say, someday, well, one day. Someday you will. And uh, <laughs> and I also wanted to have children, and I want to be able to spend time with those kids. Yeah. So that was a goal. And now, you know, my goal is, is, is continually to make their lives better, spend yeah. more time with them, and also – you know, I've got to find ways to up my game and up my price so that I can sure. be home a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but also keep it, keep doing what I love to do. So that will change. What is, right. What's your motivation when you first start? My motivation is to get something that allows me to be me. That may sound sort of trivial, but like I'm in a job right now that is so not me mm-hmm. that it's it feels like it's killing me. And and. Uh, all I think about all day sometimes is that I feel like I have things that I want to say. Like I have a, not a message, but an like. An opinion? Yeah, like I have an You've opinion. you got a voice? Yeah, and I, I want to say things to people and I want to make people happy and I want I want to change minds and things like that. And I think this is a really good way to do that. And also, I, you know, so that that's sort of my motivation is to get out of where I am at now, even if it takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of time, the man. Nothing like hating where you're at for motivation. You know, exactly. There's always putting the carrot out at the end, but like having somebody with a pitchfork behind you, mm-hmm. that's like really, that's where I'm at right now. You know, well, that's good. That's the motivation. It's like get out of where you are. It's easy. Lots of people get comfortable. Let's face it, a lot of people are thankful just to have a job right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. But to find the job you love to do and. I probably said this in previous podcasts, but here's a podcast we could do down the road. Yeah. Just, I know you've got a pen yeah. over there. Um, <laughs> Passion versus skills. Yes. Some people want to follow their passion, uh, but they have no skill set to do so. And other people have great skills they're not utilizing that could help others out. So we yeah. can, let's, let's do another one on that sometime. Yeah, I feel like I have some passion. I have some skill. I'm trying to put those, bring those two things together. Uh, and I feel like maybe I need more skill mm-hmm. to, to get what's inside my head out and uh, have other people be able to understand it. Well, that's cool. <laughs> and pay for it. <laughs> well, that's awesome, too. <laughs> you know. Uh, think of this. If you're listening out there and you're just getting started and you're like, man, I, I really love it, but I know I'm not where I need to be yet. Yeah. Um, realize, I mean, I always think of the movie Rudy, right? Yeah. This is a great example of a guy who had passion for Notre Dame football. He knew all yeah. the statistics. Yep. He would wear his parents out with wanting to play for him. Yeah. He finally got on the team and finally got his one little chance there mm-hmm. at the very end. Yep. Where... All of his skills prepared him for that moment. Sure. And he actually, you know, got on the field and played for a second. And yeah. Got, and he got a slow clap, which was yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> he got a slow clap from the, the producer in Hollywood that yeah. cued everybody. But anyway, are you a Rudy? Like, are you, is this something you would do regardless? Is this yeah. your passion? If, if that's the case, you don't have to listen to anything I say as far as motivation because you've got it already. But if you're just trying to do this to prove to somebody that you're funny or somebody told you you're funny and you think, I should try it out. Right. That's kind of a really medium, lukewarm way to approach it. You want to have the fire that this yeah. is the thing that I want to do, and figure out also why. Yeah. What are your goals with this? You know, and that comes into our next one. A is accountability. What goals do you have? Are you accountable to yourself at all? I mean, I have goals. I said I call them metrics. I guess right. is the typical thing. Uh, to, you know, metrics track how I'm getting to my goal. Right. So specific number of things to show me where I'm trying to get from overall goal. But if I don't set those at the beginning of each year. Okay. So so like, what would be an example? of a good goal for me for you yeah this is funny you set my metric right now this will be we're going to have opposite metrics and they're both going to be great things okay yours should be to get on stage as often as humanly possible right 
Mine is to spend a little less time on stage. Okay. Because I need to spend, I want to spend, and need to spend more so, time with my family as they grow. Right. So they're they're personalized mm-hmm. in that it's not necessarily what everybody. You're not trying to hit a metric that everybody's trying to hit. Like everybody maybe tries thinks they maybe want on a television show or something. Right. 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 You, you're trying to hit your own metrics, which is. Stay yeah. home more, that, you know, well, those, family. Those are the goals, okay. and then the metrics are the numbers I can track to see if I'm oh, doing oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. So if that was my goal at the beginning of the year, and then in, in December I look back, I'm like, I did 25 more shows this year than last year. Okay. I completely missed my goal, even though my metric shows that I, I advanced in some sort of sense. Sure. So you have to be in tune with that. Yeah. And, and we'll also do an entire episode on metrics, on metrics sometimes, <laughs> because I find them fascinating. Yeah. I really do. So motivation well just just an example i'm hitting stuff on the table here just an example of that i guess is if you subscribe to sort of that uh hour thing uh, who is that malcolm gladwell's ten thousand hours of experience before you become an expert at something yeah if you're if that is your goal to reach the ten thousand, then your metric would be doing five minutes at a time Mm -hmm. until you hit that that would be like okay well i've so far i've done 246 hour or uh, 246 minutes of comedy right <laughs> that's not that many hours right, <laughs> you need right, a lot more right. but but okay so that i got it yeah and so that that that's motivation that's accountability now we're down to reality yeah and this uh <laughs> can we skip that one <laughs> no no we could we could talk about this for a long time <sighs> are you actually in the real world with your thoughts on pursuing comedy now i i think there's three types of comedians and comedian i mean i know there's been debates over do you have to earn money before you call yourself a comedian right i think probably you should but i'm not the guy that's i'm not webster here's what i think happens a lot people do a couple of open mics Uh they start calling themselves a comedian on on facebook or whatever or printing out business cards amen and it that would be like me uh being an extra in Nashville that was shot here. Right. And then put, I'm an actor. Actor, yeah. I was just a guy that was standing there next to somebody else yeah. to, to round out the curved edge of the shot. I, right. I was not acting at all. <laughs> but I don't want to get caught up in that. But I want you to be in tune with, are you really pursuing this? You, are you a doer? Uh, let's start here. Are yeah. you a dabbler? That's yeah. a dabbler. A dabbler tries it twice and says, I'm a comedian. I've done right. comedy before. Yeah. Are you a doer, somebody that's actually making a living at it? Right. Or are you a dominator, somebody that's well thought of and, and dominating the niche that you went out and tackled? To, so if to, you're a club comic, are you are you the draw? Are you a headliner? Have okay. you reached that? If you're a corporate comedian, are you the guy they seek out when they're looking for this type of entertainment? Okay. Uh, if they, in the college niche, are you rocking NACA showcases in yeah. front of all these college students? Right. So that's a dominator. And so... Obviously, it's like a pyramid. At the bottom, millions of dabblers. I would probably say millions of dabblers. I'm sure in there comedy. are. And then the doers, the people that are on the road, they're actually, they gave up everything else, yeah. and this is their dream, and they're pursuing it. Right. They're calling. You can't see his hands right now, but they're, they're moving forming the a giant triangle. And then there's a really it's tiny cool. triangle on the top that are dominators. <laughs> and those are the people we pay to go see, even though right. we're comedians already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Millions of dabblers, nothing wrong with that. You can take that dabbling approach and, and perform at fundraisers. Right. Or lots of different things you can do. But don't fool yourself. And I, here's my point. I, I heard this from a few people like, um, hey, I, I, this big headliner's coming through town. I would really love to open for him. Right. Okay, so that would be great. Lots of comics would. But at the dabbling stage where you've only done three or five minutes of comedy four or five times, that's a risk for the headliner to take to put you on stage. Oh, my gosh. Some yeah. are gracious and will give you that. Um, because maybe it's your home venue or whatever, but that yeah. is a real risk. 
And he's also taken away that opportunity from somebody that's doing it. Somebody yeah. that has quit their job and maybe has yep. family, has a wife or kids, and they need the income. Yeah. So why would he walk past somebody that's made the total commitment into comedy and give a dabbler an opportunity? Yeah. Not saying it can't happen, but don't be mad if it doesn't. Be realistic. Yeah. You not know? there yet. Not there yet. Work on your time, and if you move up to that next stage of, of doer, then you might get those opportunities a little more and often. I, I, I sort of think, like, something that's uh you know may illustrate the point i guess a little bit is that if the the person who's the dabbler a lot of those kind of guys they think they're always getting shorted on right, their opportunities right. it's like oh well they went with su- such this other guy and they had him open up god you know i can't believe it. i'm so much better than him blah 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 you know and it's like well obviously he picked him for a reason he didn't pick him to spite you right he picked him for you know for his reasons and you gotta you've got to come up whether that's to him or to somebody else, you've got to come up in skill or mm-hmm. talent or whatever it is it, in to bring you know something that they want right. you know, to come in. So well, it's the commitment level. Yeah. If if I'm headlining a place and somebody says, "Man, I'd love to open for you," and they're a dabbler, I might you know sympathize with that. Yeah. And maybe I'll I'll will let them get a spot. Yeah. But if at the same time somebody walked up who's given up everything to pursue this. Yeah. And this is their only income, and there's a few mm-hmm. couple hundred bucks to throw to the opener. Yep. I'm going to probably go with, with the doer yeah, because I'm encouraging their dreams that they've left everything to take. Yeah. And when the dabbler gets to that level of commitment, my level of opportunity for them would open up. And that's that's the same for probably all the headliners sure. out there or yeah. whatever. So that's just something. Be in the reality. And uh, it's not to say that you can't pursue all this stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not saying you're necessarily delusional. And I don't want you to have a, a self-limiting thought of yourself, right? Your you're right. Self-limiting right. belief. Aspire for all that. But also put yourself in the situation for those things to happen. Yeah, because it also shows you what you need to work on. If you think you are good and just being shorted on opportunities, then you're done working. If you think you, you if you, if your reality is that you're at a certain point and you need to get better, then you can start working right. on yourself. Right. So you know we can get deeper into that down the road. Or if you want to email me some questions and find out where you're at on that scale, <laughs> you know, I've been all of the things on the scale. Yeah. And the same things happen for me. No, sure. Nobody yeah. was going to take a chance on me when I was just sticking my toe in the water. Right. Uh, and the last thing in our SMART acronym is TRUE. Are you staying true to yourself when you do your comedy? Right. And this is something we see all the time, somebody that says they're, a, say, a clean comic. Sure. And then they've got all kinds of clips on YouTube that aren't. All or right. they say they're a club comic, but you it's, never see a clip of them in a club. It's only at open mics. This is unbelievable, this thing with people that are so inconsistent with their who they are it just drives me insane the things that i see it, it really shorts them yeah I it mean, does but it's also kind of a part of the process like yeah it's really hard just to skip past that because in the beginning you're trying to figure out who you are right and in the beginning you take every gig that comes along the pike so you sure. can figure out if you can do that room or yeah or get the the paycheck for that gig yeah so when you're a dabbler you're tempted to do a lot of things to move into that doer level to figure it out I'm gonna, you know, even though I, morally, I want to be this kind of comic. I'm gonna do this kind of comedy because there's income there. Right. But that's a short-term thing. Sure. And, I, and once again, I, you can do whatever kind of comedy you like. Yeah. Just be excellent at it, and uh, and be true to yourself. If if you really want to be the best dirty comic out there, stick to that. Go for it. But don't don't tell people I can do a clean show. Yeah. And then get there and only have three minutes. Yeah. And likewise with clean, don't go dirty if that's not your thing. The quicker you build a consistent, as it goes back to consistency again. If I know what I can expect from you every single time, mm-hmm. I can more easily ask you to open for me or recommend you to clubs. Yeah. For instance, I'm consistently 
over my time that I should do. Yeah. So I can't, <laughs> if, I can't use you, you at all, Gavin. Yeah. If you need somebody who goes over their time by a minute or two and rambles a bit in the middle, I might be your guy. Yeah, I might see, be your I just guy. can't put you anywhere. <laughs> right. I'm learning my skill. Yeah. Uh, that's in the skill part. I have lots of passion for it, but I'm learning the skill right. part. So it, it takes a while. So, yeah. so just to recap our little acronym, then, if, yeah. you, if you'd like to take notes, it would it would be crazy if you were. But S is for the struggle. struggle. Find out what your problem is and fix it. M, why are you motivated? And how do you track how you're moving towards uh, your goals? Accountability are those goals. What are your deadlines for right. reaching those different milestones? Are you realistic in basing your beliefs of what you'll achieve in reality? And are you staying true to yourself? Work smarter, not harder. And that's our second right. of the three lies. The yeah. first lie was that one break could make your career. Yep. Second, that you have to work hard only. Third, and this is going to rattle a few people and make a few people mad, but I also thought this at the beginning, and loosely it can be true, but when you break yeah. it down, it's really not. Comics are clicky. And they ignore all of us new comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that for sure. I, I want to be in comedy, and I see all these groups, and they just keep me down. They just keep me down, and they're all buddies, and I'm the, on the outside. Well, Gavin, <laughs> you can believe that as long no. as you want. But you know where that's going to keep you? Right where you are. Yeah, that's absolutely it. I hear it all the time. I, I, I'm just joking, of course, but I hear that all the time. I hear it people. all the time, too. And I've actually had former students ask me about it. But here's the thing. It's not necessarily a click. What you're seeing is called a network of comedians right. who have built trust with each other. They know what to expect from each other when they put on a yeah. show. They know how consistent you can be, how how good their friends can perform on stage, and they also look for opportunities for each other. Sure. They all came up maybe at the same time. It's a network. It's not a click. Any network established in any – think about it. I mean, think about uh, – Pilots, all right. Yeah. Southwest Pilots, United Pilots, Delta Pilots, they could all fly the same plane, right? Yeah. And they're in that. And that's a network of skilled people doing that job. Yeah. I could have watched uh, Airplane four or five <laughs> times and walked into the cockpit and asked me to ask them, hey, can I join you guys Surely up in the cockpit? You could. But I'm not in their network. Right. I'm a new dude that they have no idea what my skill level is. They're, yeah. They're going to probably call security on me and, and boot me off the plane. I'm not saying by any means that comics are as skilled in what they do as airplane pilots, and maybe they are. But if you come up on a new open mic... I think they are. New, well, yeah, in a way. <laughs> it feels that way. In a new club, and nobody talks to you, well, it's because they don't know who you are. Yeah. All right? And I want you to think about this, too. What have you done to help somebody out that is newer than you at this get along a little bit faster? Right. Have you gone to an open mic, and maybe you've gone there for 10 weeks, and all of a sudden you see a new person? Yep. Did you go over and ask them how they're doing, where they're from, what their level is? Yeah. Until you do that, I don't think that you can complain about the group above you not right. recognizing your skills. Yeah. They're on the other side of that same coin, you know. It's totally it's totally in your mind. It's high school thinking. Yeah. It is high you know, that's a click. Listen, this isn't Breakfast Club. This is these are people that are some are trying to approach comedy as a career as a business and as a business. Yes. And you that's I think something that that uh a lot of people skip that they need to ha you need to have something to offer just as in any business thing if you if you try to go to the table you know with the businessmen to make a deal you you have to have something on your side to offer right. that other person they don't just go oh yeah we'll do it to help you out yeah that you have to have something and so if you're not if you're not bringing the things like you said the consistency and all those things if you're not bringing that why would they it's not a click but why would they let you into their network when Imagine how imagine how badly their shows would go 
if they let all the new guys in and just said, oh, yeah, here, take all, you know, you open up for me. Yeah, and you do the middle for me. You don't know what you're doing, but I'm trying to help you out. Like, you're new to the clique, you know, the group, whatever, the network. Come on in. Right. No, they need to hold you out just a second. A little bit. And then when you can offer something, you will be brought into the, you know, the warm comfort of their group because you will have something to offer, and then they can work with you, and you can offer them something. They can offer you a show or a contact or, you know, a friend or something. Yeah, you have to bring something to the table. Yeah. Or don't expect anything from that group and just do your own deal. You don't yeah. need... Oh, yeah, you can start It's your nice own to have other comics Start approval. your own clicks. That's what I tried to do in high school. Didn't work. <laughs> no. Did not work, actually, well, because... There's somewhere, there's some kind of weird <laughs> thing between the woodworking group. I tried to group. get into the cheerleaders group. That did not work too <laughs> yeah. well. You can't sit with them. Yeah, so... Create your own group of friends. Yeah. You'll find them. It'll be organic. It'll be pretty natural. You'll gravitate towards people you like. Yeah. And and, and get your own shows going I think together. I think that's what, you know, and just technically, like when you're saying your own shows, I think you had a good point. I can't remember if it was a couple of podcasts ago that you're saying this. It, literally, the cost of a PA system and some microphones and go into a, a bar or a club or a restaurant or whatever, where, wherever's around you, and start your own show. Say, you know... Do you mind if we set up in the corner and take a, a dead Tuesday night uh, and we'll hope to bring in some people, maybe sell you some drinks, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's the business offer. You're going to maybe sell the restaurant some drinks and stuff. You'll bring your comics in, and then you start your own network of that's people. Right. And then those guys will be coming over to you going, hey, I'd like to do five minutes on your uh, you know open mic night. Can I do that? Go, sure, yeah. And then you've got crossover relationships, yeah. and all businesses need that to yeah. survive. So create your own opportunities. Yeah, literally for 149 bucks, you can go to it's Guitar Center so and get a PA system. It's inexpensive, yeah. So what, if that's holding you back, save up a few bucks you know until you can get it but don't expect established groups to accept you with open arms until they get to know you a little bit right. just like a club owner is not going to book a comic without seeing a tape or seeing consistency over the years they these networks if you want to call them that instead yeah. of clicks they're going to make sure that you're serious about it they want to see that you're consistent that, that you're not just kind of using their venue and yeah. heading out and that you're coming at it from the right angle so very few groups will accept I, th- I think you're right. Loads like, of new people without pr- some kind of proven track record. Yeah, using a technical, uh, you know, comparison totally works with a pilot, uh, a boxer. Would you be able to get in with a ring with somebody who's been doing it for years and you're brand new? They'd go, no way. Right. No way. You know, or, hey, can you fly this plane? No. No, you can't, by the way. No, get out of the cockpit. I've been told that a couple times, but, <laughs> you know. It's like they would never let you do it, and you're expecting that to happen. Right. So, you know. And let me – I'll just throw this in here while we're talking about establishing your little group of friends or your network. Try to find people that are completely different than you. Okay. Try to find comics that don't look like you, sound like you, same age as you. Have a nice variety within your group, and you'll have more ideas coming from more fresh angles – Idea, from different backgrounds. Ideas for, for the moving, group? Yeah. Like for, when I okay. started in, in Ohio, um, I had four or five guys that I hung out with and wrote. And yeah. we didn't look like each other or sound like each other. Right. You can do the same style of comedy. Yeah. And any opportunity that opened up for me, I was happy to pass it on to them mm-hmm. because it wasn't like I'm going to re- refer a duplicate Rick Roberts to the club. Here's an right. whole, yeah. another comic does their own deal, and we could we could all do the show together. Sure, yeah. The worst thing is to get four people that sound and look like you, and then yep. you go book a show, and then the people see an hour and a half of people that look alike, sound alike, yep. do the same style of comedy. Yeah. So you know, think about 
you think about the mod squad yeah. you want to have a comedy mod squad yeah find some people that look completely different sound different have different styles bring different <laughs> things to the table and you're going to be undeniable you're going to be working somewhere every week yeah. or creating opportunities for yourself because you're not hitting the same places trying to find the same exact kid. right and the same audience and all that stuff you're going to grow right so so i think just to recap you guys don't think that everybody's cl- a click and they're keeping you out yeah that's a lie it's a network and you can establish your own you have to work hard, but that's not the only thing you do. You got to work smart. Yeah. And then, of course, one little thing is not going to make or break your career. Yeah. So put the hard work in every single time. Set your goals. Get better, and don't let these lies keep you from moving ahead. They're <laughs> yeah, just they're circu- They do circulate in your mind. That that is one thing that they do. A man, they just keep running. It's like a circle. They just it's like zzz, zzz. they just keep going and going and going in there. So, yeah, totally understand that. All right, so that's the podcast for this week. Once again, awesome. send in any questions, topics you want us to address, any of that kind of stuff. You can send yeah. to schooloflast at gmail.com. On the schooloflast.com website, you can drop your name in the insider tip email box. You can subscribe to that in the very header of the um, website there. And if you do that, I'll send you a template to create your own contracts when you start booking your own show. So that's oh, something that I know when so I first good. started it. So have. good, yeah. I'll send you the one I use. Uh, you can fill in the blanks, change it however you want. Yeah. But give you something to look at to create one. Cool. So do that. You'll also get that if you subscribe on iTunes and take a screenshot and send it yeah. to that same email address. All right. Cool. We're going to see you guys next Friday. Thanks again for tuning in. For Gavin, this is Rick Roberts, and we'll see you next time on the School of Laughs podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. For information on upcoming classes, check out schooloflaughs.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a ranking on iTunes. Send any questions or comments to schooloflaughs at gmail.com. And until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.